Hello, and welcome to the Barno Fitness Podcast. I'm Ashley Barnsley, your host, an online coach for busy men and women on a mission helping people drop body fat, skyrocket their confidence, and ditch yo-yo dieting for good, without spending hours in the gym and giving up everything they love. This podcast will help you cut the bullshit out of fat loss and give you a clear idea on what you need to succeed. If you enjoy the content, please be sure to subscribe to the show and leave me a review if any of my content has had a positive impact on your life. Are you ready? Let's go. Today, we're diving into a topic that many of us struggle with, cravings and binge eating. We'll look at what drives these sort of behaviours and discuss some strategies you can use to overcome them and help you going forward. So let's get started. First thing is to understand cravings. Cravings are the urges you get to eat certain foods, often unhealthy foods such as crisps, chocolate, sweets. These can be triggered by stress, uh, emotional states, or even just exposing yourself to the highly highly palatable, delicious, sweet foods. Understanding the root of these cravings is the first step to being able to manage them. So let's talk about emotional eating. Emotional eating is quite a common trigger for people to crave certain foods and binge eat. Emotional eating can be used as a sort of coping mechanism for a way to deal with pe- a way for people to deal with stress, anxiety, sadness by turning to food. However, it's really important that you find healthier ways to manage emotions without having to rely on unhealthy foods that don't actually make you feel better, even though you think that they will. Let's talk about the physical versus emotional hunger test. One way to tell the difference if you're actually hungry or emotionally hungry is this test. Ask yourself this, are you physically hungry? How long has it been since you last eaten? Or are you just eating based on your current emotion? If it's the latter, try find non-food strategies to address them feelings. That can simply be having a drink of water, going for a walk, something to take the stress off, reading, meditating if you're into that, breathing work if you're into that sort of thing as well. Once you let food dictate your emotions, your relationship with food is not great and you will continue to succumb and be in a vicious cycle of emotional eating. Trying to, trying to eat to make you feel better, but then feeling bad because you've eaten and then eating because you feel bad. The cycle goes on. Let's talk about mindful eating. Now, mindful, mindful eating is something that involves paying actually attention to the food that you're eating. A lot of people sit in front of the TV and mindlessly eat. When you do that, your body doesn't quite react as quickly to what you're eating and don't necessarily acknowledge what you're eating. So you can just, and that's when you end up getting a full tub of Pringles or a full packet of sweets and just eating the full bag because you're not even paying attention to the snack or the food that you're actually eating. You're just engrossed in the TV and next thing you know, like I say, you've polished it off. By savoring your food and eating slowly, and paying attention to the food you're eating, you can be more aware of when you're actually full, when you've eaten too much, and this helps you avoid overeating. 
let's talk about some strategies to tackle cravings. The first one is create a meal plan. If you create a meal plan that includes balanced, nutritious food, meals that are satisfying, and the snacks you enjoy, this can help reduce cravings, reduce the frequency of your cravings because you are including foods that you enjoy. One thing that I preach to people or teach to people is if you enjoy chocolate, don't try to cut all chocolate out. People jump to cutting everything out of their diet because they think it's bad food and good food. You've heard it, you've heard it before. There's no good food, no, good, no bad food, blah, blah, blah. But what this means to you in real life is include the foods you enjoy. For example, a chocolate bar, but include it in smaller portions. So if you're going for, if you're used to having a grab bag or a family size chocolate bar, go for smaller bars. A lot of people would recommend maybe just having a certain amount of pieces of the family bar. But if the family bar there is available, you're probably going to eat, eat the full thing because it's difficult to get that bar out of the cupboard, eat a few squares, and then put it back in the cupboard. If you only have the snack size available, you're more likely to just eat the snack size. So what you're doing there is you're re resisting and reducing the amount of temptation because the full portion is the snack size. Next is to stay hydrated. Sometimes being thirsty can actually feel like you're hungry. Drinking water can obviously help decrease the urge to snack. Most people do not drink enough water, which increases hunger cravings and makes you more likely to snack more. So up your water intake and it will help curb the hunger feelings. The next one is to find healthy alternatives. So when you get cravings, opt for healthy alternatives where you can. For example, if you're craving some, something sweet and you are actually hungry, then have fruit with yogurt and then maybe a bit of chocolate on the side. That way you're still getting chocolate fix, and but you're also getting more sweet food with the, the fruit and you're getting plenty of nutritious food from the yogurt. That way you're getting a full soy snack that will keep you full and also satisfy your chocolate fix. It's a win-win all round. The next thing is to practice stress management. So as I said before, if you find non-food ways of dealing with your emotions and coping with stress, then you're, more li you're less likely to struggle with a bad relationship with food and cravings. This can be exercise, either at the gym or getting out and walking. Getting out walking, getting some fresh air is great for your physical and mental health and will help you with stress. The final thing, again, like I said, is to include your favourite foods. Don't cut everything out. Just if you are overeating certain foods, reduce the portions and you will still get the fix on a daily basis without harming your goals. Now let's talk about binge eating. So binge eating is when you eat a large amount of food in a short period of time while feeling a loss of control. It's usually then followed by feelings of guilt and shame. Now it's important to note that binge eating is an actual disorder. So if you feel that you need medical advice or medical diagnosis on this, then please see a professional. Some people do not have binge eating disorder but struggle with binge eating in their lives. So here's some tips that for you guys that can help you if you struggle 
with binge eating tendencies. The first thing is meal timings. So I see what I see a lot of people struggle with is they go to work, they miss breakfast, and then they end up not eating much all day because they're just that engrossed in work. And then it gets to the evening and they haven't eaten much. So they pretty much eat everything in sight. Now, this is like an extreme version of intermittent fasting. So intermittent fasting is when you cut the amount of time that you eat during the day. But for me, intermittent fasting can work. But if you, if it's causing binge eating like this, then it's a disaster waiting to happen. Now, people don't eat. In, in, the people who suffer or struggle with binge eating are not doing intermittent fasting on purpose. They just have just happened to fall into a similar cycle where they spend most of the day not eating or eating shit food that doesn't fill them up. And then it gets to the evening, they have the evening meal and they're probably still not full. And the next thing you know, the whole cupboard's empty. So by sticking to regular meal timings every single day and snack timings, it allows you to keep your hunger around the same level and your body gets used to the routine and you're a lot less likely to binge. The next one is portion control. So if you use smaller plates to control your portions at home, you reduce the risk of overeating. Simple as that, really. You've heard it before. Using smaller plates, you can fit less on the plate, less likely to eat. The last thing is having a food journal. So by keeping a food diary, it allows you to track what you're eating, but you can also include in that to track why you're eating it. So if you have a time when you end up overeating, if you track that in your food diary and acknowledge how you feel at that time, you can look at the scenario which has caused that, identify if you were stressed, if you were sad, and you can start putting things in place to look out for them emotions, counteract them emotions, and reduce the risk of you overeating and binge eating. That brings us to the end of this episode of the Barno Fitness Podcast. I hope this discussion on dealing with cravings and binge eating has provided you with some good insights and strategies to overcome these challenges. If you have any questions, feel free to reach out. Please remember to like and subscribe to the show if you're enjoying the content and I will speak to you soon.